Blog Talk Radio. to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-renowned animal communicator, Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. You can log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com, for anything and everything to do with animal communication, as well as other services and tips provided by Laura the Pet Psychic. Call in at 917-889-2693. Again, that's 917-889-2693 to talk to us. The chat room is open. Uh, You can go there. It's on the front page of the blogtalkradio.com homepage. And if you go down to see what chat rooms are open, you'll see the Pet Psychic radio show there. Uh, I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Suhara. We got Kendra and Diana on the phones. Thanks, ladies. Hi, Laura. Hey there. Hi, hi. How's Ripley doing? And her, from her eyes, dog Ripley just had surgery. How's she doing? Oh, thanks for asking. Ripley is doing very well. Thanks to everyone's support, and the fundraising went really well, and we were able to get her the surgery. And so they did the uh, TPLO surgery, which is the, like, basically they cut the bone and, like, shape it. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so can't tell you the details. But uh, everything went well, and uh, she's recovering. She just has to be crated, like, all the time, so it's kind of sad. Oh, can you put her in, like, an X pen, or will she jump out of it? She'll jump out. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, you know, basically, I during the daytime, I go over to John's house, who, you know, is my ex-husband, and we co-parent the dog. And so I go over there and spend time with her on a, like, I just take her on a leash to the backyard, and we just spend time in the backyard for, you know, a few hours or whatever it is. Oh, how cute is that? Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for all those uh, people who, you know, prayed for us, fundraised, gave a, gave me the good support. She's doing good. Do you want to hear what she has to say? Sure. Let's find out. I'm going to tell my mom I'm excited to be on today because I want to tell her I've been thinking a lot. And I've been thinking about you and my dad. And I think you guys are such good friends. And I want to say I am healing. And you're a good animal communicator. Talking to you, I. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. You explained everything to me. And I understood. And I thought, she's getting good at this. That's good. Thanks, Ripley. And thanks to you, Laura, for helping me and teaching me. She wants to know if she can have a hamburger and fries. Uh, <laughs> um, maybe I'll get her some sort of burger meat, but I don't know about a whole hamburger and fries. <laughs> I don't know if John gets her hamburger and fries. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him about that. <laughs> he may have fed her a hamburger and fries. Or ate the hamburger and fries in front of her. Probably. That could have definitely happened. (laughs) Well, we should take some calls. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see who's on here. We have uh, Lucy, a four- or five-year-old tabby with a white face. Um, She's eating cords. I don't know what kind of cords, maybe like electrical cords, but her picture's on Facebook. Let's talk to her mom, Elisa. Uh, is it Alisa or Alyssa? Alicia. Alicia. Alicia, tell us what kind of cords is uh, is Lucy eating? She seems to favor iPad cords and oh, phone cords. Gosh. Um, they're they're pretty small, and she can chew through them. And we've gone through about seven of them now. Uh, that's expensive. 
It is. Um, I'm trying really hard to get you to have a picture of her on Facebook, but it's not uploading for whatever reason. Um, okay. Well, tell us what she looks like. Well, she is um, a black and white tabby. She has a lot of um, white on her face and on her paws, and she's um, very shy and timid, and she's got really big eyes, um, a lot of white on her front paws and back paws. Um, and I took it to a chiropractor because I've been listening to your show. And, oh, by the way, Laura, thank you so much for everything you do. I love listening oh, to your I'm show. Sure. I'm so glad you took it to a chiropractor. Was she out? Um, well, she seemed to. I've been to the chiropractor twice, um, but she still keeps chewing on the cords. So we just went on Monday, and she seems to be doing a little bit better, but I what can't really tell. Me? I'm sorry, remind me what the cords are again. They're, they're phone cords? Yeah, like for an iPad or for your iPhone. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, let's get her. Uh, Lucy, right? Yes. My jaw's been bothering me and my taste in my mouth. I have a bad taste in my mouth. Oh. And when I chew that, it kind of makes it a little better. That's weird, though. But, and then the chiropractor you think would have fixed. Let me ask if the chiropractor helped her. Okay. It kind of helps my hind end. And it helps me jump up better. But the taste in my mouth is still there. So I'm going to ask her, why the cords? Like, why not, like, grass or blankets or sheets or something? Like, why cords? Okay. Because they make the taste go away the most. It's, like, way better. Well, it is only a white cord. She doesn't seem to favor any of the black cords. And she does favor plants. She keeps eating plants, but not the healthy kind. (laughs) I even bought her some grass, and she won't eat that either. Oh, because she was saying, too, that her stomach upsets her. Yeah, it feels blown up. Oh, no. And it burns a little bit. Where do you, what's her food? Um, we've been on a raw diet for two months now, um, and it's, she gets a lot of moist food now and constant water. And so the kibble is, it's raw kibble. Um, well, it's, it's freeze-dried raw kibble. <laughs> I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. I mean, that sounds like the best diet she could be on. I don't know why she has a weird taste in her mouth. Um, that's so odd. Do you have you had her teeth checked? I've never had her teeth checked, no. Uh, well, actually, when I we went to the uh, vet a few, not too long ago, like uh, a month and a half ago for her abdomen because I thought she was having some stomach issues. It, they, she, they found that she had a UTI. Um, but he checked her mouth, and at that point she was fine. She had a UTI, and was she on the raw food then? No, that was when I switched her. <laughs> Because I, I and, wanted to make sure she was she, right. When did she start chewing on the cord? She's been doing that for over a year, a year and a half. But recently she's been doing it a lot more lately. Hmm. Did they run a blood panel on her when she had a UTI? No, he didn't. I would run a blood panel on her. Because sometimes if something's off inside the body, they can mm-hmm. have a weird taste in their mouth. I mean, it also sounds a little bit like acid reflux, but you would you would see less acid reflux on a raw food diet. So, and then you got her adjusted. Um, it's curious to me why that's still bothering her. Um, so maybe I would pull some blood and just make sure that her organs are all working correctly. And oh. that her, her kidneys okay. are okay. And have them check her teeth again. Yeah, I can yeah, definitely I do that a, for sure. Because I have a really bad stomach ache. So I don't know oh. why she would have a stomach ache. 
because she feels bloated. Hmm. I don't. I can't imagine if what it's been, what she's. I don't know if it's something that she ate. That okay. Uh, blood test. That sounds great. Yeah, but I think if you run a blood panel, you're going to know what her organs are doing. I think that's the most important thing right now, and have them check her teeth. And then okay, are you are you going back to the chiropractor? Um, he said not, he, he said maybe in a few weeks, but I guess I could go back and if it helped her, then definitely and, I'll, and I'll go back. And ask if he's, if he's adjusted her atlas. You might even call him and say, have you adjusted her atlas? Because okay. if he, some chiropractors are a little bit nervous about adjusting the atlas, so they don't always go there, but that's, that's usually the main problem. So some of them will adjust down below. And if he didn't adjust the atlas and if he doesn't feel comfortable, maybe you should find somebody else that does. Oh, okay. Or he might yeah. be able to refer you to someone that he yeah. So Who does? Ask him. And he'll say, if you ask him straight out, he should tell you, you know, if he feels comfortable or not. I've been trying to talk to her. Did she understand me at all? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to her like you do. <laughs> I don't know if it was working, yeah. though. <laughs> she says, yeah, I do. I understand a lot. She, she says, my mom's understood me. She knew I had a stomach ache. Oh. And I told her there was something strange with my mouth, and she knew. No, well, I didn't know that part. <laughs> I just knew she was chewing on course. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Well, Alicia, call us back and let us know um, after you get that. the blood Thank panel you. or if you do that. Okay, I'm sorry to take up time, but thank you so oh, much no, for everything. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for we calling hope in. Better. Okay, thank okay. you. Bye. Good luck. I feel like I'm starting to get the swing of this because I, I, as soon as I'm listening to you talk to them, I'm like, oh, blood panel. And then you said blood panel. Either that or I'm like, you might super be connected to you. Well, either you just know, right, because it's been so important. If there's anything wrong with their animals, we should pull blood to see what their organs are doing. Yeah. And so maybe you just are getting that, but also maybe you're hearing my mind. Whoa, trip out. <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, which is totally possible. I don't know. I'm not sensitive like that. Oh, my gosh, I, you have to stop. <laughs> I like these dead people, and she's like, I'm, I'm not sensitive. I don't see dead people. I don't see dead people. I only saw them once. Her animals are like, we communicate all the time, and she's like, I can't talk to animals. I can't. I'm a skeptic. <laughs> Let's go to our next call. We have Tom with a black lab named Mason. Um, has little bits of gray on his head and under his chin and little fatty tumors and a bushy tail. He's 14 years old and is possibly nearing end of life. He's a stoic dog. How much is he suffering? So let's talk to Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi. Hi, hi. Laura. Hi, hi. Hi. So tell us a little bit about Mason. Mason is been a wonderful great dog just um has such a great um warm disposition like you would think of a lab and um he has always been stoic with pain i mean when you take him to the vet he just like he doesn't even react to getting shots or um um and he's been a just a really great dog and about i think about Three years ago, he blew out his ACL while running in the park and um, was a little bit older than already at the time. And um, so it's kind of just progressed now to where his his back legs are a problem for him, and he has a hard time if he's on smooth surfaces getting up on his own. If he's on carpeting or texture, he can get up on his own. And we we try to help him out, too, with um, he gets a pain pill every day and also an antibiotic that sort of helps keep problems at bay. Well, we're just kind of wondering how much he's suffering right now, and um, yeah. So he yeah. says he says that he has a pain on his left side, mm, and that's, his, mm-hmm. you, like on the left side, almost like from his like stomach area, like groin area up to like his mid back. Okay, yeah, that could make sense. The, the largest 
fatty tumor he has is on the left side. It's about sort of tennis ball size now, but he's got a number of them. Oh. And his back is sort of getting a little bit sway back. Oh, and he said that his right front shoulder is sore. That's probably uh-huh. from overcompensating when he lifts himself up. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought I told my dad that he's been really wonderful to me. Don't worry, you're going to know when it's time for me to go. Okay. Because I'm not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. But when I get ready, and I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you, and you've always understood me before. Mm. Remember the games we used to play when we were younger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And remember when there was no fear in me? Mm-hmm. I want you to know that there's no fear in me now. Good. I'm not scared to go to heaven. Good. And that really sweet old lady is there to help me. She looks like a <laughs> grandma figure. Do you know who that is? Um, it, he that might be my um dad's wife who's been over lately. It's somebody in heaven. It's somebody in heaven who mm. um, he says he sees around, and she mm. looks like, she kind of looks like a grandma. Mm. And he didn't necessarily need to have known her in life in order for her to be around and to be there for him when he goes. Mm. Well, good. I'm glad he knows someone on the other side. He said that she was a knitter. Huh. Ah, I don't know. Like one of your parents, grandparents, or great grandparents. And also, I gotta tell you something. Sometimes when I eat, I do mm-hmm. like a burpy thing. He does a what thing? He like burps. He says it kind of hurts him when he burps. Oh, uh huh. Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, he has some issues with his food. We've been trying to make his food a little bit more yummy for him lately because he's been on and off with it. What would help me is liquid, but earlier in the day. Okay. I don't like to eat at night because it sits in my stomach too long. Okay. Maybe a little earlier then. I still like going outside. Okay, good. And it's really nice when we all sit out together. Cool. Yeah, I know he uh, he still likes to follow us around the house. And he, he says he wants one of your T-shirts when you're not around. Mm, okay. It looks like a T-shirt. I almost want to say it looks like an I love something T-shirt, but it might just be something written big on the front. Okay. I don't know if you know which T-shirt that is. Hmm. Might be. Could it be one of my wife's T-shirts, too? Yeah, it could be. It looks like, it reminds me of like an I love New York T-shirt or something, but it Mm -hmm. might just have a big something on the front that makes that reminds me of that. Okay. I'll have to look through the drawers. Yeah, look through the drawers and let us know if you find something. Like, oh yeah, I did I find will. that shirt. Email us. Okay, I will. That's okay. Thank so you. Tom, thanks for calling in and um like he says, he's gonna let you know. So okay, you'll know. Good to know. Thank you. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, thanks for calling. You're welcome. Thanks, Thank you. Uh-huh. Aw. So tell us, like, a little, like, when animals say, you'll know when I'm going to look in your eyes and you're going to know. So, like, tell our audience what that would feel like for those of yeah. us who might be going through something like this. 
Yeah, so, like, so most people are really scared, like, they're not going to know when their animal's ready to go. And one of the, the most important things that you can do for your animal when it's getting to end of life is start to explain to them what your views of the afterlife are and to explain to them that there is a place where they can go and still be in touch with us. They can still come and visit us and that they'll have friends over there and they'll be out of their bodies, out of the suffering of their bodies, and they'll be able to sort of run like their puppies and just sort of tell them whatever whatever your idea of heaven is. But then, like, you can say to them, I think this is important too. Some might just know, like Mason just knew, like kind of what euthanasia is and that that's something that might be that might be an option later. But a lot of the dogs don't know that or a lot of the animals don't know that. So it's important to explain to them that if they're ever suffering so badly that we as, we as their people don't want them to suffer so badly that they're, they're uncomfortable. When their suffering outweighs their joy, it's important that they let us know that we can help them. Right. And, um, and so to tell them that there's a doctor that can give them a shot that can help their spirit leave their body and go to heaven. And then tell them that you would not, will not do that for them until you notice with their eyes that they are ready to go. And it never fails. Like, people tell me all the time, like, I'm so scared, I'm not, like, I don't hear them, Laura. Like, I don't have what you have. I don't know if I'm going to be able to notice that. Like, I don't have that gift. and But I tell them, you know, just let. It's not your decision. It's their decision. And once you take it away from yourself and put it into their their paws, yeah. they will, they'll look at you and they'll tell you. And when they look at you, there's, like, no denying it. It's like there's this that they can do, they look at you and they just tell you over and over and over again. They can no longer go on. They need your help. Yeah. And you just sort of, you might look at it and say like, God, I don't know if I heard it. Like, did I hear that? And just, if you don't know, say to your animal, I have to see you do it again. You know, please do it again or tell your mom or tell your dad or tell my friend or tell your dog walker and then they'll do it again and they'll keep doing it until you hear mm-hmm. and then you'll know and yeah. it never fails people call me back all the time or write me emails and they say I did not think I'd be able to get it but you're so right I got it they looked me right in the eye and they told me and I knew yeah I like what you said about you know taking away like our own ideas about it and how how it's personal to us but like putting it back to them and empowering the animals to make their own end of life decisions i think that's really exactly because people say to me things like oh i don't want to be god and i have to say some of the things that have been one of the worst things for me to watch in my in my business is people who say that they want their dog to or their animal to die naturally because because they don't want to feel like they're God and they're they're doing that. And I get that because you don't want to put an animal to sleep too soon. I definitely yeah. agree with that. But the end-of-life shutdown can be so excruciatingly painful that if you're open to seeing your animal ask you for help, you shouldn't deny them of that when they do. Right, right. That's great, great advice. Um, if any of you audience members are, are um, dealing with anything like this, you can always post your photo of your animal on our Facebook page or email us, and maybe we will be able to have you on a future show. So please do that. And um, today we have All for Love Animals Rescue um, on our show as our guest. We have Maripat Davis from, well, the short name is A-F-L-A-R, but it's All for Love Animal Rescue. And uh, Maripat has been working, uh, rescuing animals from the Camarillo Animal Shelter in Camarillo, California, founded the nonprofit Animal Rescue Group in 2011, 
And AFLAR is an all-volunteer and all-breed rescue. Um, they work hard to save the most at-risk breeds from euthanasia. So, Maripat, thank you again for being on our show. Um, tell us what the the um, most at-risk breeds are. Well, thanks for having me back. Um, the, the most at-risk breeds are the pit bulls, of course, uh, and, and the chihuahuas and the chihuahua mixes. So <laughs> we have the, the chihuahua mixes and the pit bull mixes in extremely high, you know, high volume at the shelter. And um, so we, we tend to network them the most and try to find rescues for them and adoptions for them the most because they are they are the first to be put down. Mm-hmm. And is that because of the area, like maybe in Camarillo, California, that's the breed that's popular in the area that has a lot? Is it different from place you know, to place? I hate, you know, I, I hate to say I think it's, it's pretty much um, – Throughout the country, wow. um, but we are in a in a rural area, and um, I think there is a lot of backyard breeding, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And um, chihuahuas and pit bulls make adorable puppies, and people, you know, aren't committed to hanging on to them. I think when they, you know, when they get bigger, when they get older, um, if they don't sell them, you know, there's just an an overabundance of them. There's too much breeding, and there's you know not enough people. So we work really hard to to get them homes and 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 rescues. Um, if we can't take them ourselves, and we we ourselves, all for love, uh, hold weekly adoptions and network many, many, many dogs. We have some dogs in foster homes, and when we run out of foster homes, we, we pay for boarding for them. We pay for them in medical boarding, you know, if they're sick. Um, and then we get them to, to 501c3 rescues um, if we can't take them. So we, we're always juggling, you know, 20 to 30 animals at one time, plus I'm always... Uh, rescuing from the shelter and, and coordinating rescues uh, for um, other rescues who may not have pulled from Camarillo before. So right. I like to, you know, get get the word out to local rescues who may not be familiar with us out here in Camarillo. So that's been kind of nice getting some LA yeah. rescues <laughs> up, mm-hmm. up here. So today we're going to be talking to Blue and Shiva. Yes, Blue and Shiva are two of our um, long-term pity mixes that we are just in love with. They're two of our favorite dogs. Um, Blue is about five or so, and Shiva is about three or so. And um, I actually rescued Blue from a from a balcony. He was living on a balcony. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but it's kind of a long story. But um, he was um, his his owner had died and and he was staying with someone who just really wasn't set up to keep him, and um, I decided to to pull him into our rescue um, after meeting this this gal who was taking care of him the best way she could, and um, so he's he's become an Aflar dog, and um, goes to adoption events every week and he's captured everybody's heart and soul. He's just super sweet, soulful, um, looking for his own home, you know, big, beautiful boy. And Shiva I rescued from the Camarillo shelter. She was on death row uh, because they said she wasn't kenneling well. And what it was, of course, she was extremely stressed. But uh, the second we got her out, she just was the sweetest dog and just loves everybody, gets on with everybody, you know, loves to give kisses. She's a big kisser. <laughs> so, so they're both very highly adoptable dogs, right? Yeah, they really are. They'd be so wonderful in a home. Yeah. So what would you like to ask them? Well, um, maybe to each of them, maybe what kind of a home would you would you like to be would you like us to to find for you? You know, would you like to have a brother and sister? Would you like to be, you know, with children? What kind of a home would you like? Okay, okay. <laughs> Maribeth, thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, you're so, so welcome, and you too. <laughs> okay, let me get them. Blue says, I want to tell Maripat thank you. <laughs> When she rescued me, she opened up my world. And I, like, saw the world, but I didn't experience the world. I like meeting a lot of people, although sometimes I can be a little shy. I think it's kind of nice to meet people. 
So I would like the kind of home where people take me out and say, isn't he such a gentle giant? Because <laughs> I think people need to see that big dogs like me are not scary. I like women. <laughs> or I like men that are really sweet. <laughs> men that are firm, I don't really like them. If they want you to do something and force you, I don't like that. Women tend to have more treats than men. <laughs> I have his experience. <laughs> so cute. Wait. That sounds like blue, honestly. Oh, It does. <laughs> I would not mind having a friend in the house. But I kind of would like a friend that's older. Because I would like one that could talk to me mm. and tell me more things about the world. Is he around an older dog? No, probably not. They're probably most of the pit bulls are, that we have are more in the one to three year, you know, category. Oh, okay. so he is probably one of the older ones, actually. Oh, because I think that he might be talking about somebody in particular. Mm. Oh, well, he's that he's, wooden dog that comes sometimes. Oh, well, he has you know quite a few fans in our volunteers, and I'm thinking that maybe one of their um, one of the volunteers maybe they've brought their older dog with them. Yeah, and I think older means like seven and older, not like mm-hmm. elderly. Okay, uh-huh. you know, just older than him. Right, right. Wow. I like one that's been around a lot. Aw. Okay, let's get Shiva. Oh, she's so cute. I have her picture. We'll post them on Facebook. She's so adorable. (laughs) You know what I got to say? I want jumping training. (laughs) And I want the kind of training where you have to do a job. I want to do downs. And roll over and high five and sit up and beg. And I want to do it all for a crispy chicken treat. <laughs> she the loves other me. thing that I got to tell you, I want a snuggle bed. A snuggle bed. Someone who doesn't mind me being under the sheet. Because oh. <laughs> being around the sheets is so much fun. I love sleeping in the bed with people. Mm-hmm. If you want me to sleep on the floor, I'm probably not the dog for you. <laughs> so funny. Can you tell them something for me? I feel like the right person is coming. Oh. I wouldn't mind a man or a woman. I just want somebody who loves me, and I would love a playmate. Mm. They don't have to be older than me, like Blue says. They can be younger. I just want to play. Mm-hmm. Aw. Is she That's playful? So she is. Yeah, she is. And she is such a lover. I mean, snuggler, mm. kisser, you just... Yeah, you just nailed them both, seriously. Blue Blue is Mr. Personality, loves to go out and about. People, our volunteers take him out and, you know, get him a hamburger and stuff like that. He's Mr. Social. He, he, you know, just parades around and people just say how beautiful he is and he just eats it up, loves attention, you know, just quite quite the, the, the cool guy, you know. And Shiva is just Miss Sweetheart. Kisses lover girl, you know, I, oh, under the covers, I bet, you know, totally fits her. You think they would go really fast, both of them. Yeah, they, you'd think. You, you would think. I don't know. Maybe we're just not, you know, we haven't found the right person yet because everybody loves them, honestly. It's just, it's kind of a timing thing. And so I, you know, maybe she was right. Maybe the right person is about coming. And Maybe, maybe they're, they're coming, maybe, maybe they're coming on Sunday. Well, that's 
at the fundraiser. Thinking, yeah, <laughs> they're going to both be at our fundraiser on Sunday in in Ojai. So oh, tell they, us about that. They are. Well, we're having um, our first huge fundraiser called the Pastry Party for the Sweetest Dogs in Town. <laughs> and it's going to be um, at um, the Russell's home, a fabulous home in, in Ojai. Um, Pappy Patterson planned this event. It's just wonderful, exciting event. We have Patrick McDonald, who is uh, the Mutt's cartoonist, syndicated across the country. He's coming from the East Coast to be with us, and he's going to sign his books, and he's going to um, autograph an original cartoon that we're going to auction off. And we have um, author Michelle Sass there who wrote Pit Stops and Pit Stops 2, and she's going to be signing her books also. And she's bringing her Pitbull Kara, who traveled across the country with her, who was the star of her books. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a fabulous um, pastry buffet uh, catered by Anne's Bakery in Port Wainimi. We have Magnums of Chilled Champagne. We have coffee tasting by Brazuca Coffee Roasters in Ventura. And um, we have a, a kissing booth, which I'll I'll let you think about what that might be. <laughs> there'll, be there'll be pit bulls there and chihuahuas <laughs> that we have available for adoption. Um, we have a, a doctor's in booth with Dr. Janet McNeil answering questions. And uh, we are thrilled to death that you are coming, Laura, to be our psychic and to have your own booth there. I'm so excited. <laughs> That sounds like so and, much fun. Yeah, it'll be like a beautiful garden party, you know, just a, a, just a really fun, fun day. We have a string quartet coming, and oh and just, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous setting, and lots of cool people and cool dogs. <laughs> that sounds wonderful, and people can find all that information on your website, is that correct? Yes, on our website, allforloveanimalrescue.com, and we, we're on Facebook, of course, All for Love Animal Rescue on Facebook. And um, our phone number, if anybody wants to call for information, is area code 805-445-3535. That's our, our All for Love phone number. And um, you can get tickets at the at the door. Great. Well, Maripat, thank you so much for all that you do, and thanks for being on our show again. Thank you guys so much. and look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Me all right. Too, okay. Have fun. Take care. Oh, thank you. So that was Mayor Pat Davis from All for Love Animal Rescue, and you can go to All for Animal All for Love Animal Rescue. I have your .org, but she just said .com, so I have to check that, and I will post that in the uh, chat room in a second. So thank you to Mayor Pat, and that sounds like a lot of fun, Laura. I know I'm so excited to go and to be a part of that event. Cool, I know. Yeah. I wish I could go. Maybe I will if I'm able to. I don't know. I have to look at my schedule. That would be so much fun. Can you? I would love it if you could go. I know. Um, I will try for sure. Um, Let's go to our next caller who is Melissa um, with Molly, a tricolored beagle who passed away back in March, had a very aggressive form of cancer and had to be put down. And um, Molly's picture is up on Facebook. So... Uh, let's find out more about what Melissa would like to ask. Melissa, um, I'm sorry about your loss. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. <clears throat> so what would um, you like to ask her? I just want to know if she's okay. Okay. She's got the sweetest picture on our Facebook page. It's the sweetest of her. Thank you. Yeah, tell my mom I'm okay. I mean, Mom, I know it's really sad that we're apart. But you have to understand something. When you get to heaven, it's kind of like a beagle party. There's lots of things to do here. I can go sniff wherever I want. And sometimes I get to eat things I shouldn't. But those things are really tasty. And you know what? I can run through the dimensions and I can be in the house. And I kind of feel like you felt me. 
I've lied on your lap. I've walked with you to the bathroom. I've sat in the car. I do a lot of things with you. And when you talk to me, I hear you. And I got to tell you something. You might be lonely, but you're not alone. I'm never leaving you until I come back. And when I come back, you'll kiss me all over and say, here's my little girl. Oh, how cute is she? She's going to come back to you. That's pretty cool. Oh, did that sound oh, like Oh, thank that? you. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, when you said that she gets to eat, like, whatever she wants, um, she had pancreatitis a couple of times, so we had to oh. eliminate all treats and um, everything. She couldn't have anything good, you know. So, um, so and... Uh, uh, that makes well, me feel good. That. Well, she's eating them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she wasn't allowed to have any kind of dog treats mm-hmm. or anything anymore. So, um, wow, thank you. You're welcome, Melissa. Thanks, Melissa. when you feel her. What? I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Trust it when you feel her. You know, okay. when you feel her around, trust it. Okay. Okay. And let us know when you uh get uh when you get a new animal. I know it's a little too soon right now, but she said she's coming back, so you know. <laughs> Sometimes we're not ready for that though. <laughs> yeah. My dog keeps trying to come back to me and I'm like, No. You'll be back soon though. That Uh-oh. will hurt. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our next uh our next caller is Dusty, a golden retriever, um who passed away in June of 2005. She was a blonde uh blonde heavy and older looking golden when she passed. Loved fishing and full of life. She called um um and wants to know um her mom Joan is calling in wants to know if she is hearing her and seeing her. So let's find out. Hey Joan. Hello Laura. Thank you for the wonderful work you do. Oh, thanks, Joan. Let me tell you just a little bit about Dusty. When she came to us as a puppy, she was so out of control that we had a trainer come, and the trainer took her on a walk uh, to decide what her personality was like, and the trainer came back and said, you know, 75% of Goldens here are understand, when they understand what what you're trying to get them to do, they are so happy to do it. Dusty is in the other 25%. She only does something when the mood moves her. And that started her life with us, and she <laughs> was a character. Now, the one thing she loved was going fishing in our pond up here in remote Maine, which is where I am right now. And she would literally go to the pond first thing in the morning after her breakfast, she would stay in there till her dinner, and then she would sleep right through the night from exhaustion. And she would try to catch fish. And once every year, she would catch a fish. Of course, it was Aww. a minnow. And um, the way she would do it is she would walk around up to her, like her little knees, and, and she would look for the minnows. And when she saw them, she would splash on them and... Um, and she just got so excited. And when she splashed enough, sometimes a little fish would um, be splashed out onto the um, onto the sand. And this is what she loved to do. So of course we miss her. She, uh, my daughter and I, miss her so. And she comes to us a lot. But the other oh, day, I was, the, thank you. The other day I was in the garden, and I heard a splash and a bark, and I got up, and no one was around, and I couldn't see anything, and my question then is, 
Was that her? Yes. If you felt like it was her, you don't yes, even need I did. to tell you that. Because I think that's the most important thing is to really trust it. Like when you feel them and then okay. something like that happens and you feel strongly it's, it's her, I mean, we'll ask her, but just for everybody out there, you don't need someone like me to sort of validate it for you. It's like that's for sure them. But, Thank you. So, so what do you want to like, you want to ask her like if that's her, but do you want to ask her like why is she coming around, is she coming around more, like is she being more intense recently? Yeah. Or is she coming back? Okay. And was that her? <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get her. Hi, Mom. She's <laughs> Mom, I got to tell you something. I'm ready to come back. <gasps> oh. But I'm going to be a little different. I want to be more slender. And I want to be faster. And I want to be more agile. She had a lot of problems with weight. She just wanted oh. to eat constantly. She says she wants to be a, more of a cedar color. What's that? Okay. Like, a, like a reddish color, maybe? Okay, she was a light golden. Yep. And the other thing is, I might look different to you. My eyes might look different. There's something about her eyes that she's trying to tell me, like if she comes back to you, her eyes are, I think they're going to be a little darker maybe or like a little bit more. I keep seeing like an like an amber color. Okay, and, thank you. Um, so what's interesting sometimes about reincarnation, what she's trying to get across, is that she's going to have some of the temperaments of like what she was when she was when she was dusty, but she's also going to be very different. So the things that she wanted to be more like, those are going to be attributes that sort of blossom more in this next life. And oh. so she might be. So it will. It might be a little bit confusing when she comes back because it might be like, huh, it's not exactly the same temperament. Okay. But it's, it's still her. It's just like a different part of her that's manifesting. She always told me that she wanted to fly. She wanted to fly with the birds. Oh, how cool. <laughs> and and, um, and I think that's what she means, like, because I see her sort of, I don't know if she's doing agility, but she looks like, you know those weave poles in agility? Yeah. Where they, where they have to go in and out of the weave poles? I keep seeing her going flying through those. Oh, and okay. Sometimes, sometimes those are difficult to train. So what she might be saying there is, one, she wants to be really limber and agile. Oh, But the yes. other thing is she's going to be much easier to train. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much. And thank, thank you for the wonderful work. You're welcome. And so just what you know to, like, when you look for her and when she comes back to you, you guys are going to be like magnets. So Okay. Just sort of trust it, and um, and you'll find her. And there shouldn't once you find the puppy or the dog that that you that you feel might be her, you might um, you just won't be able to get that dog out of your mind. You might not be a hundred percent sure it's Dusty, but you won't be able to get that dog out of your mind. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. <laughs> yeah, well, call us back and let us know how it goes when you find her, and we'll talk to her. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, Joan. <laughs> oh, what a character, Dusty. I know, she's super cute. She has tons of energy. I know, that's so cute that she would go fishing. I know, right? <gasps> Aww. Um, it would be a fun place to grow up. Yeah, totally. That's awesome that she's able to, like, stay out, you know, and go fishing all day and take naps <laughs> out there and all that sort of stuff. What a life. Yeah, right? That's amazing. Uh, so in the chat room, there's a couple things going on there. Um, people are talking about the the tornadoes in Texas, and maybe like we could give people tips and the animals tips on what to do, it you know, um, to make their animals feel at ease, or if there's animals that are out there, what to do, you know, what are your thoughts on natural disasters, and how can we help oh, wow. the animals? Well, I think, like, well, we have to break it down. So, like, 
if you find like a stray animal or even for the people who are not in Texas, but they can think about the stray animals, you just sort of want to surround them with being really brave and um, and tell them that it's safe to go to people and that it's safe to come out and and that they'll they'll find their people or they'll find people who will take care of them. Because at that point, people, they're so frightened that surrounding them in positivity and surrounding them in, in um, safety is really important. When people kind of put it out there like, oh, my gosh, I feel so sorry for them, or, oh, my gosh, this is so terrible, and you keep thinking about the animals that are in that situation and keep thinking about how terrible it is, that creates a negative feeling for them. And so we really want to give them tools on how to find their people, and especially the ones that have callers on. If you have a caller, it probably has your, your the phone number of your person, and so it's easier to locate your person. So for people who are rescuing those animals and they see an animal with a collar and a tag, to tell the animals, if you let me catch you or if you come to me, I can look on that collar and call your people. And I'll tell them, like, do you know what a cell phone is? Do you know how your people, you would talk on the phone? Your tag may have your people's phone number on it. And I'm going to, if I get to look at your tag, then I can call your people. Yeah. And then also to tell the animals that they should go to a person. That they should go to a person, yes. Very yeah. important. A person that they feel is safe. Yes, right. A person that they feel is safe, for sure. Yeah. Because then they could probably reconnect them with their families. Exactly, exactly. Good. So, That's yeah. some good tips. So we'll be sending good and positive energy to all the animals that are out there. Yeah, very important to do that. Very yeah. important. And not to be saddened and- by it. Yeah, and you can do that, like, even if you see, like, if you're watching the news or you're on the Internet and you see images where you see the stray stray animals, you can look at that image and talk to that individual animal, and Mm -hmm. that will help them to find safety or to feel safe. Because even if, and then, like, once this is all kind of, um, I was going to say blown over, but once this is all, once they have, um, once they're in a safe home, these animals might have, like, a post-traumatic stress syndrome to, like, wind or to no loud noises. And you can tell an animal it is normal if sometimes you have memories that flash back in your mind that looks like that looks like it's real, like it's happening now. That's normal, and that will slowly go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks for that tip. Um, okay, well, I'm at the weird spot in the show where I'm not sure if I should take a call, so I'm going to try, um, I'm going to pick up one call Okay. Here, and we're going to take Catherine. Sorry, we're running out of time, but I want to get to your call. Tell us uh, real quick, what is your uh, animal? Me? Yes. Okay, yeah, he's a, he's a sipu. His mm. name is Wimpy. He passed on April 7. Mm. We had him 14 years and 8 months. We having a very hard time missing him. So Mm. I just want to try to hear from him. Okay, and tell us, what does he look like? He is that white, you know, on uh, that I posted a picture on your site. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it in the... um, I don't see it, so um, I don't know why, but... It's white under K.M. Mueller. Um, I could see it. Uh, I don't know. Oh, so oh, okay. oh, he's a Shih Tzu. Okay, I thought he was a pit bull for some reason. Okay. Oh. He's, yeah, a, he's, he's a Shih Tzu and Pudumi. Okay, great. And and so and so we want to see how he's doing? Yeah. Okay, let me get him. Mom, I'm doing good. I'm sorry you're sad. It makes me sad that you're sad. And I think that you should write me a letter, and I'll write back to you. 
what he's saying is um, if you write him something that you want to tell him and then write a letter back from him, in there will be his answer to you, too. Are you a writer? Do you write a lot? Uh, no, I know. I try yeah. to draw those um, those handwriting things. Oh. I got to tell you something else, Mom. I can jump up on the couch here. And I also can run around and play. He looks like he's running in, like, figure eight. And he can jump on the couch. Yeah, he can jump on the couch, and he's and he's running around like he's a puppy in figure eight. I got it. And he says that there's a nice woman there with him. And she takes me for walks. And she says that she was your good friend. I don't know. Do you have a friend or a sister or something that has passed away? No. Or like an aunt, maybe? Huh? Or an aunt, maybe? But, yeah. Or my husband's mother? Maybe. Maybe. Because she looks young. She looks like she's in her 50s, but she could be older showing herself in her 50s. I do have an aunt passed at about 50-something, 50, 50s. So. Oh, maybe that's who it is. I got to tell you something, Mom. I missed you, but it was the right time. I needed to go to heaven. And I wasn't scared. I curl up with you in bed when you're crying. And I rub my body up against your face. And I rub my back up against you. Aw, that's sweet. So he's coming to visit you. Oh. Well, Catherine, thanks for calling in. We hope that helps you. And um, please call us back if you, you know, if you feel anything or see the animal um, come back. Because, right, Laura, they're going to start showing themselves soon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely around her. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that like especially when she's really sad, he comes to visit her. Mhm. Oh, that's really sweet. Well, it's the end of the show. Um, for all the callers that didn't get through today, don't worry. Please call us back next week. We always try to get to as many as possible. Of course, we're always under a time constraint, but. Uh, call us back next week. You can always email us, too, at petpsychicradio at gmail.com. And, you know, join us in the chat room. We try to get to as many questions, comments, all that stuff every time. Uh, tune in next week here on the Pet Psychic Radio Show, where we talk to all the animals. Oh, real quick, I forgot. It is time for words of wisdom. We Let's need a quick, more. quick one. Seymoura. Seymoura. My parrot. See more of the parrot. Give us a good one, a powerful one liner. Powerful words of wisdom, Timora. I want to say to the dogs that get post traumatic stress if you feel like screaming, sometimes you can do that and it feels better. (laughs) (laughs) Poor (laughs) Timora. Oh, well, I'm glad to make you feel better, Seymoura. And also bananas. Bananas are good for any problem. Uh-oh, here comes the bananas again. Oh, was she talking about bananas once before? I think so. Ah, uh, that's so funny because you know what? Usually she gets part of a banana in the morning and I ran <laughs> out of bananas. So I think that's why she's... <laughs> That's so funny. Like, where's my banana? Oh, <laughs> she got, uh, well, she got pineapple, <laughs> so she's not getting like starved. 
Okay, everyone. Thanks again for joining us for the Pet Psychic Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, uh, go to thepetpsychic.com for tips on animal communication, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.